It's a very special show for us this evening. Usually in a different time, a different world, we would have invited our Cape Talk dads, you, our listeners, to our studio here in our Greenpoint studios, and we would have had a roundtable discussion talking to you dads and dad-like figures in our world. But it's that time, it's that place it's this period of pandemic in not only South Africa, but around the world. Tonight, we speak to dads in this period of COVID-19 and what it means for them. I'm going to say that I've really, really appreciated and cherished the last two and a half months. It's been absolutely tough for myself and my wife and our broader family. It's been tough for many dads and families around South Africa. But I've really cherished and appreciated this time of seeing my little daughter grow up. It's very easy to pack them off to school. You say hi in the morning, spend some time with them. They come back in the afternoon. You spend a little more time with them and then they go off to bed and then I come to studio and then I have to work. And we do that every day. But over the last two and a half months, it's been such a privilege watching her grow up. Two years old and a broadening vocabulary, a broadening and glowing personality, which I've now come to discover. It's been a real honor. I'm not saying it's not been, it's been easy. It's been definitely been tough. Worrying about our own existential crises, worrying about financial securities and not just us, but other people in our family. There's so many things that parents and particularly fathers are worried about. And that is going to be our focus of our Cape Talk dads looking ahead at Father's Day on Sunday. Remember, if you want to see us live, you can go to our Facebook page where we are streaming these conversations on our Facebook page. You can see our guests, Rob Van Fier and Jody Abrams, Lukman Adams. They'll be on air with us in a short while. After the break, we then get in touch with Lorenzo Davids and Yaku Van Skalk fake but how do you feel as a dad have you lost your dad especially during this period of COVID-19 I'd love you to call us 021-446-0567 drop me that whatsapp 0725671567 because I know a few people who will this Sunday celebrate or note their first father's day without their father particularly because of COVID-19. And it hurts them hard. It hurts me hard as a friend. Coming up in a short while, Rob Van Fieren, comedian, writer, talking to us about his experience as a father. He now joins us live on air. Rob, I see you still busy there. Um, at home, you have a faduk a dishcloth on your shoulder. Are, are you a busy dad at the moment? I'm busy making supper for my family, Ernesto. This is how it is. You know, this is what their dads do. If, if you want to see Rob, if you want to see Rob being a domesticated dad, go to our Facebook page. We are streaming live. He's on air with us via Zoom. Is that a cottage pie that I see there? It's a little bit of roast veg. I'm doing oh. a bit of roast uh, sweet potato and roast carrots. A very delicious mm. uh, salad that I've made. Some caramelized um, apple. Uh, um, in fact, the family's not allowed to have any. It's just for me. <laughs> just for you. It's only for me at this stage. 
Rob, you as an entertainer, as a comedian, as a writer, you essentially live the gig economy. A lot of focus over the last two months has been the loss of income for many families, for many fathers. How has that been for you, living that 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 threat of not being able to provide for your family and, of course, for your little daughter, Bijou? You know, Lester, um, I think you put it so beautifully when you were chatting before you brought me on. Yeah, we all feel that that stress uh, and that pressure. And as um, as providers, you know, that's a huge concern. Um, I know in that first week of lockdown when the gigs just cancelled and the months, you could see the months stretching ahead where there was just no no income coming in was terrifying uh, and I am the first to admit that I went into a pretty deep depression mm. for that first week I just I shut down I felt like I, I just couldn't do anything I, I was in a very dark place but then I just did some basic self-care uh, and then I started to really just appreciate the time I was having with my family mm. and I think I've, I've spoken to so many different people and it's the incredible thing about this lockdown and spending time with your family the world is paused for a second and we are forced to readdress everything and you really are faced with the fundamental question of what is important uh what what is what is it that gives your life meaning and you know i realized it wasn't it was the the adoration of crowds mm. and the and the, the feedback on the stages it was really it was really right here and now with my family and every second and every day that I could spend with them was a, a gift. And I, it's such a weird thing. I was actually speaking to my wife last night and I was saying, I'm, I'm actually quite sad that it's coming to an end, that we're coming, starting to come out of lockdown. And I, I, I understand that saying that is, is a little bit current, mm. counterintuitive. And I also understand the, the little bubble of privilege that allows me to say that I've been lucky enough to, to kind of do some of my work online and I've been able to make some money while, while we've been under these really difficult circumstances. And uh, I know there's a lot of people out there who haven't had that opportunity and who have been financially crippled by the situation. Mm. So I'm very aware of that, but I'm so like you said, immensely grateful for the opportunity to spend all day, every day with my family. And it's, and like I said to my wife yesterday, it's like, this will never happen again. Mm. This will never, ever happen again where we get this kind of moment in time. Uh, so there's a kind of bitter, I'm already feeling this kind of bittersweet <laughs> nostalgia. No, it's so weird. It's so weird even to say that. Look, as dads, we, we, we generally live for the, providing of our families looking ahead of building little nest eggs you know whatever privileged enough to have policies and things so if something happens to us you know they are provided for but i don't know if you've been like me i've one or two times had a bit of an existential crisis particularly with a young daughter and i thought well if something were to happen with me if i were to if i you know were to be infected if i were to get sick what would happen to my family, especially with a young daughter? Yeah. Yeah, look, I think, um, I mean, there's so much to what you, what you are saying there. I think, look, I, I think number one, 
that that existential crisis is something I think everyone has experienced. We have been faced with the whole range of human emotion through this experience. We've been we've been faced with ourselves in mm. a, a very very fundamental level, and where everything is kind of stripped bare. And I I know I go through a range of emotions, you know, through like every hour of the day, and um, there's been good times and bad times. There's been light and dark, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's part of this. Pro- the gift of this process is to really be faced with yourself and your your the human condition. Uh, and I think what's really interesting is as as providers, you you get used to defining yourself in a certain way, and when that's suddenly taken away from you. Uh, of being the the breadwinner and certainly, you know, the way that I do it through the gig Mm. economy. uh, And I've spoken to other comedians about this very thing. It's like all of a sudden the thing that you defined yourself as, as a stand-up comic is taken away. It's not, it no longer exists. And then you are forced to, to really look at Mm. who you are and how do you, how do you express your, Mm. your thing? So there's that. And then, you know, you, you talk about being a dad to, um, to a little girl. And we live in a country where, unfortunately, there is, as the president said last night, a war being waged mm. on, uh, on women uh, in this country. And, yeah, that's terrifying. You know, I think to face that, face that mm. fear as a dad to a, to a girl child is – a really scary thing. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess it's so important for us to acknowledge our own, our own frailty in the face of all of this mm. and, and to be very gentle with our own mental health mm. through this process and, and, and in terms of our roles as, as fathers. Yeah. I think too often in South Africa, we have, we, we are, we, we are taught to be, um, brave and strong mm. and i think it's i think it's more useful to be vulnerable i i, I and i'm not i'm not a that is a uh, rob i'm, I'm not an uh, in general an angry person and over the last two and a half months i have definitely worn my heart on my sleeve especially in front of my mm. my wife and my daughter and and that has you know, has helped. It's helped me get through this period. Instead of keeping that uh, that stiff upper lip of worrying about our health, my health, our, our future, our sustainability. But just just finally, Rob, I I know that you have food on the go and you have a starving family yeah. that you need to feed. But a lot has happened in the last uh, two months around the world. Geopolitics is a mess. We are dealing with a pandemic here. Um, your daughter Bijou is you adopted. She is a a black South African girl. Along with pandemic, we've also had the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, not only in the U.S., but around the world, and particularly the the issues of racism, uh, social cohesion, still a topic here in South Africa. How are you navigating, particularly as your daughter grows up more, starts to develop a consciousness of the world? How How have you, as a white dad, had that conversation with your black daughter? Um, you know, it's, it, it's something that we have spoken about openly f- 
from the get-go. Mm. Um, and we've tried to... I, I, I know my wife and I have tried to examine our own privilege um, within the system, uh, tried to examine our responsibility as as white parents to a child of colour um, and, and to make... I suppose, you know, be honest about it and, uh, and to make ourselves and, uh, and her and us as a family aware of how, how privilege operates and how systemic racism is so deeply entrenched in society. Mm. And I think, you know, the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement has, has brought up so much polarized thought, uh, and responses around it and, very often, I was actually having this conversation this afternoon with Tumi Marake, and you know, she said when she had a, 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 um, a situation where you know she was there was death threats to her, and there was a, like a major pushback just for pointing out the existence of systemic racism mm. and privilege. Uh, she said, so very often white people will sit back and not say anything, and they'll allow the alt right or the more conservative white members of society to have their rants on Facebook or wherever it is. And because wow. it takes so much energy to, to deal with people like that, we remain silent. Mm. And, and she said, when, when white people came out in defense of her and to um, also to make their voices heard in the discussion and to, to let other white people know, I'm not on your side when it comes to, this discussion and this polarized discussion, mm. it made her feel less alone and it made her feel um, like there was hope. Mm. And I, I said to you, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I feel very often it's too tiring to do that. But I, as a, as a parent to a child of color, I feel like I, I cannot mm. remain silent. And it is my responsibility to be a part of the discussion and to put mm. my hand up and say, this is an important discussion that affects us all uh, daily and will mm. continue to affect us. And we can't just get over it. Mm. That is, that is not the way forward. And we need to acknowledge how, how racism mm. and systemic racism works in society. So, yeah, I feel it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a big discussion. It's a tricky one, but it's one that we have to be brave enough to, to have. Well, Rob, I'll let you get back to the cooking duties tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you and the family, and particularly Bijou, stay safe. All the best and uh, good luck.